It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Noble and Roosh Show, brought to you by Ball is Life and Dash Radio. What are your thoughts from the game four? Maples came in here melting with uh, Drew Holiday's just madness. And I I said last year, I I constantly said it, and I still say it, the Bucs are one of the most talented championship teams, but the dumbest championship team of all time. Like, their, their IQ is awful. And it's still showing today, like the meltdown in the end were just IQ mistakes. And I don't know, man, I don't think it's ever going to get better for these guys, but I just don't think any of them are very intelligent basketball players. It's just talent. Yeah. I, I just, I, you, hold I, up, hold up. you don't think they're intelligent basketball players. So what do you think Giannis is really freaking talented and big and dominant? Okay, sure. Sure. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I won't go that far. I just think, you know, Drew Holiday. I think that team is – think about the Bucks is, I said this series, they're going to do what they're going to do defensively. This is in my series brief. They're going to do what they're going to do defensively. The Celtics' success is going to come down to a couple things. One, how well their big shoot the three. Horford's shooting the hell out of the ball because the Bucks' mantra is you aren't getting nothing in this pick. So if you watch on Horford's pick and pops, absolutely nothing – Nothing outside, nothing inside. Uh, nobody's closing out to contested threes. He does. He open. does get some baseline jumpers, but that, yeah. I don't think that's the shot he wants. Yeah, but the threes—they're all going to give. He's shooting above like high, I want to say high forties this series for three. So that's the plus, and that's really helping them out. They're stretching the bucks kind of thin defensively. And the other end is they got to control. I think this is the Bucks. We're leading the playoffs in quality three point attempts, wide open, you know, six feet open. The Celtics defend the three-point line better than anybody else in basketball. I thought the Celtics had to win that matchup to have a chance. So far, they have. They've limited, after game one, they've completely limited the wide-open three-point attempts and Horford shooting the hell out of the ball. And I think that's the two main things why this is a series. Like, Giannis is going to get his 30, whether it's on 25, 30 shots. But I think the, the Celtics are really limiting the quality threes and Horford shooting the hell out the ball. And that's really making this a series. They're Statistically, getting... Horford is 14 of 28 from three on the series. That's 53. Yeah, see, so that's, 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 you know, and they're, they're going to keep letting them shoot. That's because that's the Bucks defense there. That's, Bud does not like to change the defensive style. He said, we're going to sit in this drop, nothing in the paint. If you make them, God bless. And what you just said. So last season, and look, back to the whole conclusion process discussion. <laughs> last season, people forget in the second round of those playoffs, Mike Budenholzer's job was 
on the line. That man was <laughs> Sounded like Doc Rivers line. right now. That's what the dialogue we got going on. Right. And then all of a sudden he wins it all and he's good. Right. But you're seeing it again. Like, like you just said, the Bucks are stubborn. They do what they do. And like, like Zach said, I mean, their shot selection is like sometimes Drew Holiday will just pull up. He hit one in the first quarter. It was like 16, 11. He pulled up, hit a three. As soon as he pulled up, I was like, that's not going in. Right. Dropped it. And I was just like, okay, I guess, but you know, like it ain't going to continue. So even backing down, once he gets past the nail and he just does a little whoop de whoop. And it's like, he leaves it short. Like there's no confidence in the shot. It's like, what are we doing, man? It's like, do I kick it out? Am I going to finish? Am I going to make a move down here? Or what, what's the offense we're running? And, um, I just think it, just even looking at from the numbers, like basic numbers, like you can, you can tell the Celtics when they're rolling, they're moving the ball. And it's been the same way all year. It's like a switch turned on. These guys, Jason Tatum's playmaking constantly gets better and better. Jalen yeah. Brown is kind of who he is. I don't know if that's ever going to get that much better, but like Derek White, Marcus Smart really been enabled um, from a playmaking set of things. But just when they're Derek leading, White's been helpful. Oh, I love him. He's been great. Um, but when they're leading um, and dominating and assists and the ball is moving and then they're getting second chance points and getting these guys open, it's it's tough to beat. And that's what makes these guys whole and who they are. But um, Maples, how do you see the rest of the series looking? I mean, I think it like what you were saying on um, Tatum versus the rest of the guys. I mean, yeah, keep slowing down Tatum and let the, let the other guys try to beat you uh, because I think those guys are easier to scheme. You know, I think they're easier to like, it's the same that's going for Luca. I mean, let, let him get his and you can't let all these other guys go off, you know? Yeah. We're, yeah, we're not, yeah, we're not there. We're, uh, we haven't discussed that yet, but I, I was shocked that Phoenix's, you know, switch of strategy there. You know, they let like, <laughs> I was like, why are you going to let those guys get in the shooting gallery? You know, Lucas thing, I think the Clippers did a great job. It was like, you know, we're going to trust guys and play him one-on-one. He's a great player, but we're not letting anybody else get off. And he beat him a couple games, but same thing to you as well. He just runs. He ran out of gas. It's hard to carry. It's hard to carry through an entire playoff series. It's hard to carry. And I think they just, like, you got a 9 for 25 game from Luca. Yeah, because you sent more help, but he's probably one of the top five playmakers in basketball, if not, you know, if not the best. So he's making reads and guys are getting wide open looks because he has playmaking. So I think Fix has to go back to kind of make Luca you know he's going to get his 40 guys. We got to live with that. But we just, you know, Dorian Finney Smith, 12 wide open threes. He makes eight. I mean, at some point, <laughs> I mean, you can't keep giving that up. That's killing you. So, so I agree with you. The book has always been that one that one guy is not going to carry you there, you know, yeah. not for a series, maybe a couple games. Um, which is why, again, yeah, I agree. I don't understand why they're not just like letting Luca eat and then shutting everyone down, especially because if other, it's all rhythm, right? When you're a role player, catch and shoot, it's all rhythm. And if you have no rhythm, chances are you're not going to catch that rhythm out of nowhere. So the Bucks tonight, um, they, I'm sorry, the Celtics won the three-point line, 14 to 37. Uh, Bucks surprisingly were nine of 27. Um, so uh, Bucks won the free throw attempts, 21 to 27. Celtics 18 to 20. Boston had 25 fouls called on them to, to Milwaukee's 17. So, so my point about refereeing, I mean, that's like, that's almost, that's basically like what one third more. Or 50, I, I can't do my math on the fly, but that's a lot. So the yeah, one but I, just, I, I think you gotta, you know, again, like we're talking, you know, process versus conclusion, the, the bucks put a lot of pay pressure, put a lot of rim pressure right. on, on the floor. The, the Celtics, the way the bucks are set up, they packed the pace. There's going to be a lot more jump shots, but 
you know, because the actually, I know the the Celtics shot a lot more free throws in Game Three. So, they shot a lot more in Game Three. They did, they did, and they lost the game. Yeah, which which <laughs> you, is which is interesting. Correlate free throw attempts with because I. Watching the games, like I, I truly think there's like, there's game changing calls. Like I really. By the way, Maple's Maple's a a Noble and Roos show tradition is uh, take a shot every time Zach says he truly believes. <laughs> I don't drink, but I, I'll get some cran apple juice though. There we go. You go get some diabetes by the end of the episode. <laughs> take a hit. No, continue. Uh, so I think the home team has been incredibly favored throughout the entire playoffs. And it's been this way for the past couple of years. That's why I don't mind how bad the referees have been because every home team has been really favored and it's not necessarily free throw attempts. Usually it is, but uh, just watching every game, it's like, there's some really obvious calls they're doing to try to make the home team win. <laughs> what the- and I believe this. I mean, when when you make you truly know, believe when you make gambling when you make when you make gambling an essential part of you know your sport, you know it becomes a question. Yes. The NBA has like definitely gotten bad with the gambling. You yeah. know, you see you see the the FanDuel and the and the other companies, the commercials. So they're in bed with the gambling thing. So when that stuff happens, it, it's fair to question what what you're seeing out there. It just questions my life that I'm giving so much to this game that it's rigged. You're saying, <laughs> I'm not rigged. I'm not ready to say, but there's, 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 it gives you pause to ask questions. Uh, I agree with that, and and you know, I was thinking about this. I've been thinking thinking about this a lot recently because it's really it's really been pissing me off. If, you, if you've read my tweets, you might be able to tell it's really been pissing me off because it has. It's like it feels like it's just bastardizing the game. Like we want to, I want to watch hoops. I'm a diehard basketball fan. But when I watch these games, I can very quickly and easily see how a casual fan is just like, this is a waste of my time. Like, wake me up with five minutes in the fourth quarter, you know? So I don't blame them for that. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yo, does any other major sport have anything as easy and valuable, easy and valuable that is given away like candy as a free throw, you know, in baseball, <laughs> when, when umpires miss, you know, balls and strikes, like someone walks and gets on base, but you still got to bring them home. You still got to hit. Pass interference. Pass interference is one, but that's so few and far between. Like there aren't, you know, what? In game three, Boston shot 34 free throws. There aren't 34 pass interference calls per game. You know what I mean? There's like three major ones. They're more crucial when they do happen. Yeah, but they're like very, it's timely, right? This is like four quarters of just this. You're just giving away points. So like teams can go cold and just, Look, I, I watched James Harden go, you know, five of twenty-four and seventeen to seventeen from the free throw line, and we still won games. You know, like I saw it. So, but what football? You know, hold like in football, you still got to get down the field and convert. So, I've really been thinking, like, are free throws overrated? Not overrated, but are they? I don't. know. Does something have to be done about free throws? Is there some type of tweak? Is there any tweak that we can make? Because I think it kills the heart of the game, and well, I think it's killing the fandom. People have really wanted to throw out the idea of. If you get followed, you get uh, what is what is the rule? You get one um, to keep the play going, um, or it's you get you get the basket and the ball, like one one free throw, and you just don't even shoot them or something. Like I've heard a ton of different ideas when it comes to free throws. Um, that's even worse if you get free throw. That's like a technical. You get it's either it's either you make the one, ball. you get two points for the one, or you get zero. That sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, just really weird scenarios and. It would help the gameplay for sure. And you're not waiting 10 seconds for Kyrie to 
um, do whatever dance he does and Giannis to. Well, that's why I blame the refs. Back to the, the whole Giannis thing. That's why I blame the refs because if you're a player, and, and this directly applies to Harden, right? Like Maple said, drawing fouls is a skill. If you're a player and you realize, hey, uh, if I just like bump this fool and kind of flail, like I'm going to the line, why wouldn't you do it? You know what I mean? <laughs> why not? So it, like the, it's the league. The league has to crack down on it, but they don't want, they want points. See, that's why my favorite player is Brandon Ingram. You feel me? No, pure, pure score. We don't, we don't, you know, four free throws a game. Still get that 25, man. There you go. Our, that's our, why the ceiling's capped, Maple. It's absolutely not. If you still stand after what you saw in the playoffs, you, you're just being a hater. There's no that's way the you next still level, play. though. Free throw baiting. That's the next sphere. See, see what you say. That's what's wrong with the game. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> I agree. No, so it Maple, sounds disgusting your, coming out of my mouth. I can't. Before we move on, uh, we can move on next to Dallas Phoenix since we talked about it a little bit. What's your prediction on this on this series? How's it going to shake out? Celtics or Celtics, Celtics Bucks? Um, I, I picked um, actually. One, I'm doing a thing on when you run your pool uh, bracket. I actually I picked I picked Bucks and six. So Ooh. you know I, I picked Bucks and six. Was that before uh, Middleton? This was before the playoffs started. So yeah. Gotcha. We did it before the playoffs. Started. Well, I'll allow you to adjust that because it's two-two. No, I'm, I'm not even adjust that. Just like your read on the on this series based on how it's gone with Middleton out. You you, you still going Bucks and six? Yeah, I think you know Drew plays a little better. Um, I, I don't know if Horford. I mean, he's done it for four games, so I can't say he'll come back down to earth because these are great looks for an NBA caliber player. So I don't know. But I'm going to stick with Bucks and six. Um, if, if it goes seven, I, I would lean Celtics because I just. I trust Giannis, but I just I don't trust anybody else on that team in the winner go home situation. Uh, it's weird because Drew Holiday's a vet, but you just never know when you're going to get one of those stinkers from him, man. Yeah, you and the way these refs are going at home, you got to go the whole home team. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go bu- uh, Bucks. No, I'm going Celtics in seven. Uh, with Chris Middleton out, I think Boston is the better team. Um, I think that. When I mean Grant Williams has been a beast, by the way, we amazing, amazing. That's the, the the best I've seen Giannis defended this year, honestly. And Giannis is still getting his money, but that's the best I've seen Giannis defended this year. And just a very smart player, man. And he was one of five. He was off today. Um, and minus seventeen. Wow, that's that's really interesting. Which you know, whatever, we'll take that with a grain of salt. But hey, everybody's uh, but allowed to have bad playoff games. Everybody has them. Grant will will he can have his first ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Giannis, by the way, did score uh, 34 points. However, he did it on, you know, 43.7% from the field. 14, he scored 32, 34 points on 32 shots. As a James Harden fan, I've heard that that's not good at all. So, well, I'm, 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 Harden would be nine for 32. Oh, oh. That was the thing. We just have 17 free throw attempts. So, it's a, little, it's a little different. That is correct. And he would not have 18 rebounds. Um, and I said, as He'd a have James 18 Harden assists, fan, though. That's as a former James Harden fan, because that is no longer the case. So I'll go Celtics in seven. Um, look, I just think defensively, I love what they do with Tatum, with Brown, with Marcus Smart, with Grant Williams. Horford has been great as well. Horford's turning the clock back. I mean, it's, it's been incredible to, incredible to watch. But yeah, if Horford can keep doing that, do we know if they're going to get Robert Williams back? Doesn't look good. Yeah, it, does, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look good. Okay, well, that's, that's tough. If they don't get Robert Williams back, it's, I think it's definitely going seven. Um, if they do, then they they continue to be defensively versatile. And then um, off the bench, I like Derek White uh, and what he's been able to do. I think that they need to play Daniel Tice less, and they did. Um, but, but Milwaukee has the best player in the series, so anything can happen. That's why I'm going Celtics in seven because um, anything can happen if you get to game seven. So, 
we'll wrap that up there and let's go to Dallas and Phoenix. Zach, Celtics and seven, though. That's all I'm saying. I'll, that's all I need to oh, say. Celtics yes, and seven. So, Suns, Suns, Mavs, Zach, what you got? Suns, Mavs. It's mind blowing that Dallas has gotten back in this thing to me, but that's why is it, why is it mind blowing? I just don't value Dallas's tail. And Jalen Brunson hasn't been going bonkers this series. Like, I, if you would have told me the series is 2-2 going into game five, I would have said Jalen Brunson's continuing to play out of his mind, not Maxi Kleba and Dorian Finney-Smith, and who I, I've always appreciated those guys and understand they're good, but not these guys are. Whew, these guys are like $20 million players right now. Um, I don't know if that can continue with Phoenix's coaching staff and the personnel that they have, I think they're going to slow them down. I'll be shocked if they don't. Um, Devin Booker is going to be much better along with Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul, this is the worst two game stretch he's ever I've seen. I'd have to go back and do the math hooked. on it, but this is awful on Chris Paul's. It's his worst. It's his worst, worst two game stretch. Worst two game stretch. My thing for me is, which is was frustrating watching because I was rooting for the Pelicans around when I think they could have won that series without the games without Booker playing. I think they could have won. That's, that's Brandon Ingram propaganda. Right. All I'm going to say is, like, the Dallas doesn't even have super athletic bigs. Right. The thing is, they're just taking away Chris Paul's mid-range. and like, just stepping up. Just those two steps higher changed your entire defensive scheme. Just those two steps higher. And I'm watching, like, I'm so frustrated watching Jackson Hayes and Jonas Valanciunas just letting possibly the best mid-range point guard shooter ever just walk into a shot that is he can make in his sleep and it's frustrating because like Maxi Kleber is not what you call a top tier athlete. No, Dwight Powell is somewhat athletic, but I'm like, dude, you can't they're just taking those two steps higher, putting their hand up. It's making Chris Paul's life just, you know, miserable the last two games. Those extra two steps higher. It's not letting them get a clean look at a mid-range jumper. And I think we talked earlier, um, I think maybe they got scared at the end of the game too, but Phoenix kind of adjusting their coverages to give Luca more attention, which I get he's a great player, but just giving those guys, it's become a shooting gallery. Mm-hmm. You know, when you offer that much help, it's a shooting gallery. And guys are making, obviously not going to keep shooting at that rate, but they're NBA players who are getting open shots. They can hit at about 40, 45% of all open looks. You know what I mean? And then it's a series. They got to make Luca like Luca, you know, let him get that 40. But just to me, the 40 points and eight assists is less damaging then the 25 and, you know, 12 assists. Absolutely. Other guys are getting the rhythm. They're into the game, and it's tougher. 100%. Uh, you got to stay at home. You got to stay yeah, at home with shooters, man. I mean, it's just it's that simple because, first of all, um, you know, human nature is to get tired, right? Yeah. If, yes. if Luca's going to win four games, putting up 40 and 15, you tip your cap. You shake his um, hand. <laughs> you, shake, you shake his hand and pat him on the butt and, you, you know, go to the locker room. But – you got to stay home, especially because if you don't, and then these guys start hitting threes, I think they hit 23s. If you don't, all of a sudden you are scrambling on defense and there's nothing that discombobulates a defense. Like when you are running out to a shooter and then he's pumping and closing and then someone else is stepping and now the ball handler's kicking it and then someone else is shifting and you're just like, you're chasing all over the place. But if you stay at home, it's predictable. You make them predictable. At some point, you might lose a couple games doing it, but at some point, Luca's going to get tired, or he's going to get, you know, he's going to look look around, survey, and say, "I don't really like anything I'm seeing." Step back mid range, right? And you can live with that. Um, so that that's what I would do. You know, I, I would stay at home on the shooters. Don't let, as Shaq and Barkley say, don't let the others get going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if Luca's going to beat you, man, he beats you. But it's 
it's it's it's less probable than it is likely. So so I want to make a note that this is one of the most um biggest illusions that you can see from a statistical presence. If you're not watching each game um in this series, you'll think Chris Paul probably played pretty damn good looking at his percentages right now. It's just a big farce. Like the playoffs are one thing that efficiency is overrated, first of all, because either players are yes. really good or they're just yes. shooting duds, you know? And really, at the end of the day, and I, I can't say this enough, and I, I try to pound it home all the time um, with players, you really need to play good three or four games, good to great, three to four games to be a good series, to have a great series. Chris Paul had one great game, game one. Game two is just okay, and then he's thrown up two stinkers. But if you don't watch the games, you would think you would look at his stats and say 16, six and six. He's shooting 60% and 50% from the field. He's had a bad series, man. He's had a bad series. So no, what well, you're right. But I think 16, six and six for Chris Paul in a playoff series. is not yeah. going to get it done. Yeah. So the percentages and the efficiency might be there, but 16 and six is not going to get it done unless book and eight and are going off, which brings me to another point that I think is very important. Um, DeAndre Aiden, man, like you said, Dallas doesn't have big. That was my next point. Good job. That was my next point. Yeah, that was my next point. They got finesse bigs, man. He's supposed to be a big man in there. Like, especially, you know, and people, especially the the NBA Twitter cheerleaders that like would never utter a bad word about a player in their life. They can't get around this, but it's like, yo, maybe that's why they didn't max him out. So so to to, to that point, I'll I'll say this. This is what I see from a, a tactical standpoint. They've become so so just enthusiastic about hunting Luca, they're forgetting about the match, the other matchups they have. That's what I see. I, I, that's why I say a little bit. I think Luca's, to his credit, has upped his effort and focus on defense just a hair, which is like really helped because it was really bad the first couple games. And kid, kid finally had to call him out. Like it, it was really bad. Um, I think they're so focused on trying to hunt Luca, they're missing the forest for the trees. You know what I mean? Like. DeAndre Aiden has a mismatch that may not involve Luca, but it's a mismatch. You know, you got to feed him. He's he's got incredible touch around the basket and just ten feet in. It's it's kind of amazing. He's got to be like for the play. He's got to be eighty percent from ten feet in at least. He does, and, and I say this all the time. Basketball is about getting easy buckets, and yeah. I think we've gotten to a point, And I think the Rockets might be. I think the Warriors started this, and the Rockets like spammed it to a point where you know it just kind of went to a different level. Um, hunting mismatches on the perimeter is overrated. Like, yes, it, it's a big thing to do, but it, it takes a lot of energy. It, you have to exert a lot of energy. Getting that thing and just like, you know, hunting somebody play after play after play, it might work if you're beating that man and then defenders are collapsing and you kick and the ball swings and you hit a three. But it's, in theory to me, it's a lot easier to just dump it down to Aiden, punish them, make them double down Aiden, and then all of a sudden you kick it, kick out for a three, which is much easier than like getting the switch, wasting 12 seconds, driving kick you know what i mean it's just like a much simpler easier game and then when you do that you establish the post presence you kick it back to the shooter you repost to aiden like you're gonna get the analytics guys upset you know a post of like the least efficient basketball play i know i know hey throw that out the window miami best three-point shooting team in the regular season can't buy a three you know and i, I think mean? it's, it's uh, to max it to aiden's max thing they better do it because I know Detroit has money to throw out and they need a center. Charlotte needs a center like more than anybody in the NBA right now. They'll have max money. I so hope they like, trade for Christian Wood. But but look, here's the thing. <laughs> <I'm> just <pawning laughs> throw, 
throw out that agenda. But here's the thing. Let's say they lose this series. Um, I still think Phoenix will win, but let's say they lose. Are you maxing? Are you maxing Aiden? Are you locking in this squad if you get bounced in the second round? Now they got to quietly, honestly. I'm thinking, like, honestly, tell Chris Paul to retire. I was just about to say that. I mean, that's <laughs> the, that's the, that's the thing. Like he's he like he's real cerebral, so he made it the season, but he's lost a lot from last. Like he's lost a lot. Like he's very cerebral. He can pick his spots. He took advantage of a very inexperienced Pelicans team in the first round, uh, which was great, but. If you look over the course of the season, he just he he's a you know severely pick dependent now. It's not going to create an advantage off the bounce unless he's playing against a plotting big, which is an issue for a guy making thirty m. Um, I love Trust me, you. Don't know how many times I've heard, but Chris Paul couldn't beat Kevon Looney off the dribble. Yeah, so, but I, you know, I you know I love Cameron Johnson. You know, I don't know like they say Sarver's being really cheap. Some teams going to be very happy getting Cam Johnson and playing him much more minutes. Um, you, you got to keep, you got to keep Aiden. You got to keep Aiden. Cause at this point you can't even sign a trade because you know, of a hard cap situation on a sign and trade. But yeah, I think the answer is, uh, I think, you know, Zach, Noah was that hard conversations like Chris, do you really, I mean, ah. can you, you know, take we'll that Tom Brady pay cut, Chris? Two, 2% ownership stake, man. Well, here's, here's my, here's my theory. I have a theory that you don't max. I have a theory that you don't max a guy like a big, you don't max a big unless they are an Embiid, a Giannis, a Jokic. I, I think we Aiden see has so much more to give, though. I think they I just mean. don't run through. The potential, the potential, I, I agree. I he does, he does, but that's why I'm saying if, if it doesn't pan out, right? If it pans out, of course. But if it doesn't pan out, because that's when teams make these types of decisions, and like that's when it becomes a big question, when you don't succeed, right? Especially if you don't get to the if a team that went to the finals that wins sixty four games in the regular season gets bounced in the second round, that's when it's like, well, do is this really the the path forward, right? Because if you if you have that much money tied up in a big, obviously you can't spend that money elsewhere. And I feel like you can get not always, but mostly at this in this stage of the NBA, you can get like sixty five percent of that production at you know like a tenth of the cost, right? Eight and what? Like, yeah, so- I don't know what. Yeah, so so here's the thing. I, I don't even. This is where I'm at. With they don't beat the Pelicans without a, even what Chris Paul did. That that right. you know that's, that's that, and that and that's a playing team. You know what I mean? Team. Yeah, that's a playing team. Like they right. they you know. So I think they need him. And here's the thing: is with the NBA, Aiden's just he entering free agency at the right time. Right, There's right. a bunch of teams that need center. A bunch of teams that need centers and, and are willing. Well, if to, they don't, if they don't max him, he's gone. He's going to get a max. That's what I'm saying. So it's, it's a decision they have to make. And unfortunately, you know, Sarver's cheap. I heard there's a new ownership ownership room trying to get, you know, into control of the team. But, you know, Sarver's being notoriously cheap. But I just think those last these last two playoff runs, you know, Aiden's big games. Phoenix turns into a juggernaut when he plays the right like you got when he plays the right way, Phoenix becomes, you know, now, best team in the league. Don't get, don't get it twisted. Because what I am I'm not saying Aiden's not that guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Just yeah. Saying, because what I am saying is they should play through Aiden because I think he has a physical advantage. Yeah, I agree. If they, if they don't, it, to me, it begs the question, like, why not? Now, to that point, um, when the Mavericks hired Jason Kidd, a lot of people gave them shit for it. I think I did. I think both of me and Zach did. Um, Mainly on that they could do better and his past reputation. Right. Not that he's – I think he's a better coach than people give him credit for. Yeah. We'd have to dig that conversation up. I think we yeah. also shat on his head coaching. But um, he's doing a hell of a job, and I think he deserves yeah. some credit. So my, my, my thing about 
about Jason Kidd was and like, you know, I, I raised eyebrows. I wasn't all out. Oh, why would you hire this guy? My right. thing is, no matter, even through how terrible you may have thought he was and all those you know, couple few few stints before, everywhere he's been, head coach or assistant, the star player, absolutely love player for But he wasn't yeah. bad in Milwaukee. The team kept getting better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, he got uh, cut out right before Giannis yeah. became a superstar. Those, 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 those old guys in Brooklyn when they were old, Aaron Brook Lopez, love Jason Kidd. Giannis Antetokounmpo, absolutely pissed when he got fired. Lakers, LeBron Lakers. James, absolutely. Jason Kidd was his favorite coach on the staff. And I fell off a cliff. And I think, and I'll say this. You can say all that about the X's and O's and culture and all that. Biggest part of NBA coaching, getting your star to, like that, getting your that star. That is the culture, buy. man. That's a, yeah, right. That, getting your star to buy. Like that stuff, that all lives matter offense, the Warriors uh, run with the 17 screens and back put, it works because 30 wants to do it. Yes. He gives any pushback at all. The offense is done. So I think you get a star player to buy into what you want, and Jason Kidd obviously has. If he's comfortable enough to criticize Luca, who has not signed to Supermax yet, has he? Not yet. Luca so. signed a Supermax? No, no, he did. I think he did. He did. He did. That was a quick reflex. Yeah, he did. Yeah. If, he, if he's able to get criticized Luca like that in the press, that says a lot. He's like, you know, he's in the press saying Luca has to participate on defense. Yeah, and, and I agree with you, man. I mean, look, the biggest thing about the NBA, and this is as a Rockets fan, this is one of my biggest question marks about Steven Silas. Yeah. Do you command respect? You know? Yeah. Players like Steven Silas, for example, but does he command respect? I feel like Jason Kidd, when he steps in that locker room, he commands respect. He's been there, he's done that, he's played with some of the best of the best, he's led teams to the finals that shouldn't possibly shouldn't have been there he's won a championship like he's done it so everything you just said reminded me of ryan saunders that's who steven silas is ryan saunders he's just a nice little cute likable guy right yeah and and like to me like that means nothing i don't care if you're likable like at the end of the day when you say something do they listen and buy in or are they just kind of looking at you like yeah yeah yeah, you know cool so i think that man jason that's what i said i I, and I think Kid may have been that guy for the Lakers bench, right? Because they did, you know, even though he wasn't the head coach, like I'm sure, you know, he had some weight with, you know, whatever Vogel was saying. And the same thing, like other team I enjoy watching the Pelicans. Like the main difference between, uh, you know, Stan and Willie Green is like they respect they respect Willie Green, yeah, like you know, Willie Green. Man. And I tell you, like, this is the wild story. You know, Stan's coming in, you know, Brandon Ingram shooting around, Stan's telling him to turn the music down. And Brandon's basically tell tell him stand to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like that that happened last year. Wow. That happened last year in New Orleans. Like I don't I don't think that happens with Will. If you see how he talks about Willie Green, I don't think that happens. So the respect factor is definitely an issue. Yeah, we get into X's and O's and you know, yeah. all this, but like none of that matters if they're not tuned in to you. So with that said, Mavs Suns, um, I have it going six. I think the Suns win Same. in Phoenix. I think they come back to Dallas. It's a close game and they pull it off. Um, but I could also see it going seven. Zach, what about you? Yes. Sun, sons and seven. Okay. I got six. I got seven. Mate, next two. Sons I, and six? Before the series, I had sons and six, but just the way things are going, it's sons and seven. I'll be very interested to see if and how Monty Williams adjusts. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, so, so I just want to let you guys know I am watching this at uh, El Mute on YouTube TV on my on my phone. As Warriors, this just a hell of a defensive half from Memphis. That was 4138. Freaking incredible the way they're defending. Um, Yo, and, and people forget, like, they, they're they used to playing without they're used 20 to and two. Without Ja. 20 and two without Ja this year. Yeah. And look, Steven Adams gets plugged right back in. This is why I hate that, oh, he's unplayable, or oh, in this matchup, so and so's unplayable. Not necessarily. Basketball is a funny game like that. Like, you, if you learn, if you, if you can impose your will on a game and dictate the pace, you can pick and choose who is playable. And Steven Adams right now is plus five with six points and 10 boards. At so. least. Uh, Clay, three for 12, 0 for 6 from 3. Steph, 5 of 11, 1 for 6 from 3. And Steph only played 16 minutes, and Jordan Poole only played 14 minutes. Clay played 21. That's weird to me. Yeah, I'm not saying there's no uh, – I got to say, I, I don't remember seeing anybody get tripped up or any fouls so, or getting hurt or anything, so that, that's definitely weird. There's no foul trouble either. Huh. No, only, only the Warriors have only been called for five fouls in two quarters. Huh. Same with Memphis. Interesting. Um, all right, again. so we got two more series, and let's let's get to those. Um, and we can wrap this up. So we are, Zach, you want to go Eastern Conference or West? Let's go. We went East, West. Let's go back to the East. Back to the East. Okay. So that would be Miami Miami and Philly. And so speaking of somebody that needs to be dusted off, I truly think Dustin. 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 He's dusty, man. He's dusty today. We need to dust off Dustin Robinson. And uh, he hasn't even been playing that bad before he got benched. They just, uh, I, I just think when you when, when your staple and you can say what you want about their staple is three point shooting. They led the NBA in three point shooting. Still shooting you got to let your best shooting play. I know. My thing is that they've gone from the best three point shooting team in the NBA, which is the key stat to as why they got the number one seed. They literally shot you out the gym to go from that to one of the worst three point shooting teams in the playoffs. Even against uh, Atlanta, it was sub thirty eight percent, sub thirty percent from the se- for the series against Atlanta. It's just Atlanta was so such a bad defensive team. It didn't matter. There's a layup drill whenever they wanted. But to beat Philly, they are going to have to need to make some three. Embiid 
is back. He's going to control the interior. They're going to they're going to lose paint points every game. They're going to lose the inside battle every game. They need to make threes, and I think they need to play Duncan Robinson, uh, the Kyle Lowry signing for all those teams that were fighting to sign him in the offseason. They they look like to avoid something that that guy looks cooked, and he's got two more years on his deal. Well, he's hurt. To be fair, <clears throat> he didn't have a great year when he was healthy, in my opinion. But you, that, you know, that's definitely. But the thing is, you can say that, Roosh. Once you hit 35 as an NBA player, how many of those guys stay healthy? Well, and when you play as a game, I think that's, you know, was, had played a physical game, man. He was a bruiser. Hey, man, I turned I turned 33 in like three weeks, and I'm breaking down literally Eesh. every day. I, I believe it. But I'll say this, and I agree with you. So Duncan Robinson played 26 minutes per game. He played 79 games out of 82. 26 Same. minutes per game. Oh, am I, am I lagging? No, you're good. Okay, 26 minutes per game, 79 games. And to just all of a sudden ditch that, he played 13 minutes per game in the first series. He's played 55 seconds total. Again. He shot 53% from three in that series. He went eight for nine in the game. Like, Max Strews, yeah. what, you just believe in his defense a little more? Like, Duncan's not a bad defender. I mean, let him he's guard Danny Green. Right. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, and, and that's the thing. People are like, oh, he's so bad at defense. Yeah, well, yeah, he is. But what does that matter if you're going – five of 30 or whatever they did from three. He scored 27 points in game one against Atlanta, eight of nine from three. Atlanta's a bad defensive team, like we said. But again, like I just said, <clears throat> talking about Steven Adams, if you dictate the pace and you impose your style of play, all of a sudden, like the NBA, is a, it's, a, it's a chess game. Basketball is a chess game in motion, right? If you are on, on the attack and if you are dictating the pace, it doesn't matter what the counters, it doesn't matter what the other team's identity is because now they're countering you and they're out of their like rhythm, right? For all my chess players who may or may not be listening, like <laughs> you can have a game plan going into a chess game and all of a sudden someone makes a move and now you're backpedaling. And so that's oh, we got to play. We got to play. I would, I would love to play. I would love to mop the floor with you in chess. But I'm that's what I'm saying. They, they got to play. I mean, they resorted to playing Gabe Vincent. You know, it's like I don't think Gabe Vincent's great defensively and his three point shot wasn't falling. So what do you do then? You know? So. I think that'll be a judgment. Uh, Spoles, uh, Spo is known as an adjuster, so yes. I definitely think you know uh, Robinson's going to play more. Like that's that's like the first suggestion, right? We can't make a three. Let's play our best three point shooter. Like <laughs> it's so easy, right? Like you go, you go from scheming James Harden though for the first couple of games, and then you got Joel and B just inserted in here. It's going to take a little bit. Yeah, he's he's fit. killing. He, he's killing Bam. I think Bam is a great defender. But that's just where Embiid is as a player now. Offensively, he's just a lot to deal with. Then you get to a point where you're so scared to foul him, you don't defend him hard, and it just makes the game that much easier for him. Like it's just he, he's just he's a beast to deal with. And, and I picked Miami. I picked Miami in six, so I'm uh, I'm I'm nervous. I honestly think Philly Philly's going to win this unless Embiid gets hurt again. I love seeing Bam brought back to earth. Um, not because I dislike Bam, but I feel like he's one of those guys that NBA Twitter just loves. Yep. And when you see him put up against a real juggernaut, yep. you see him you see him get reduced to, you know, there there are levels to this. When we're talking big men, there are levels. There always have been levels. Bam's not that guy. He's a good player, but he's not that. Yeah, I was arguing cause, because I was arguing. So the, you guys know the guys, Duncan? Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, so the guys is my guy. He's a big, he's a big Heat fan. And I did yes, my top is. 10 list of top like top players under 25 whatever and he got back his bam wasn't on there <laughs> we've been going back and forth since then i was like dude there's just no way i can put bam on there i'm like 
you, you, you're not a shot creation guy. You're not going about top 10. Uh, I thought 100%. he was going to develop that this year, man. I was wrong. Like, he still has plenty of time. He still can get there, but he didn't take any leaps this year. He went backwards, well, if thing. anything, as a playmaker. Here's the thing. He's 6'9", right? Yeah. Again, like, there's levels to it, man. Like, he's, you can be a very solid player, but if you're 6'9", going against an Embiid, we'll see if they go against the Giannis in the next round. Who knows? Uh, going against whoever it is, right? Like when you have to be able to bring it, weight matters against the guy that can be sheer size and weight simply yeah. matters. Um, and if you can't make up for that <clears throat> with like wingspan, and if you can't make up for that on offense by knocking down shots, both of which, you know, Bam is unable to do against Embiid, then this is what happens, you know? So yeah. 100% and agree. Guys that were guarded by Embiid went four for 17. Yeah, I think I think Embiid catches a bad rap defensively too. He's really good there when, when he was tremendous. So he's uh, just so big. He covers so much ground. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to take this time also to uh, man. Last night, my timeline. I don't know what y'all's timeline looked like, but my timeline was losing its mind for James Harden. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I mean, he he's been through it. I, I like, I had to give him credit. Vintage game, I have nothing to take away from that game. Vintage game, but he's he's but, one of the prime examples of who I talk to when it efficiency doesn't matter in the playoffs because I think he brings so much more to the table, and that's just not who he's wanting to be or trying to be. He wants to be Chris Paul, and he's done it greatly. I mean, that pick and roll with him is. Here's my thing with Harden. Yeah, I, I and I agree. I agree. Like that. That my thing with Harden, even back to Rockets, OKC days. It's about moments with him. There's a lot of that moments. Term, moments, man. His moments you come can in say game that, three but or five. It matters. We're not going to go down there. That's a that's, that's a, no, 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 in, in, in any game. In any game. In any in no in, in in any game. In any game. Any game playoff game. Mo- the moments matter, especially late. Like you know. And it's like, what's, what's your James Harden moment? Like, I know, like, other greats, like, I so, can, like, I, I got a hundred, like, hundred Jordan moments, hundred Kobe moments, bunch of Iverson moments, you know, uh, a book of LeBron moments. What's James Harden playoff moment to you? I think he has a ton of them, but, like, Ooh, a, t- a ton? So, a ton. I, no, he doesn't. Here's the thing. He's had, <laughs> he's had more. He doesn't. I personally think he's as good, if not a better playoff performer than just about anybody not named LeBron, Kevin Durant, and maybe Anthony Davis. Um, Luke is getting into there, but Luke is no, a little that's, more that's, sample that's, 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 that's He has way more 30-point games than Steph Curry. He has more 40-point games. He like he does so talking. much more on the court than Steph Curry does. No, um, no, no. Let me just tell you that. No one, no one knows. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's a for sure thing. There's an argument to be made is all okay, I'm saying. Okay, okay, okay. Why? So I'll, I'll say this. These, these are my he has more I, than I, Larry Bird, Jason. I understand. So would you? And, okay, I'm a Zach. You taking Larry Prime, Larry Bird, and try Prime James Harden? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm just, just, I'm just so saying. Why, why would you? I'm just so dropping would, a number. I'm just dropping okay, a number. I got you. My thing is like, so these are like the James Harden moments. You know what I'm saying? So like, dude, Kawhi's out. Get blown off the floor. Don't take a shot in the first quarter of like that. NBA record for turnovers in a closeout game. That. The NBA Finals, where he's six man a year. He literally won the Spurs series for him. He gets to the finals, gets pushed around a little bit in game one by Miami, disappears the whole series. You understand what I'm saying? The 27 mysteries. I don't take the owners and think, hey, maybe I need to go to the bucket 
We're gonna take a mid range. We're gonna get a layup. We're gonna miss twenty seven straight threes. Like it's 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 too many too much of that stuff. He has so much red in his playoff ledger. It's more so than a normal superstar. He is a superstar. He has a lot more red in his ledger than normal superstars do. It's my well, it's my issue with Harden. That's fair. So he, but the problem is with Harden, he gets compared to top five and better players all the time. He needs to be compared to top. 20 and less because he's top that's, 25 that, okay, in my, okay. and that's and that's the biggest issue like okay that's fair that's fair standards it's all about expectations <laughs> and standards fair. your standards for Harden are way too high like, <laughs> no, Steph no, Curry's no, no, not no, meeting him no. or exceeding him either and I have him 12th all time I have Steph Curry 12th all time I have James Harden no. 20 to 25 range but what about in 2019 when they were down 0-2 to the Warriors James Harden dropped 79 points in games three and four um okay okay, okay. there's plenty I mean but, like, I don't think he's ever really had the team. I think he has the team this year. I, I think he has the team this year. If, if Embiid's good enough, if Embiid's good enough, there's not any excuses as long as Embiid stays healthy to not – unless he runs into the Bucks with Middleton. That's it. Then that's a team you can lose to. That's my expectations for Philly. I hold him in that higher regards um, if Embiid's better than what he's been. Okay, and I think he's getting so, better. So, okay. as the resident Harden expert, let me tell you. <laughs> so, both of you are right. Both of you are right to an extent. Here's the thing: <clears throat> his moments. These are his top moments, right? That, like off the top, as a fan that I remember, without like looking at the numbers and like, oh, re- just recalling, like, oh, he had those numbers. Um, the shot over the Spurs as a member of the Thunder when he sealed the deal. I think it was Game Five or Six in that conference finals when it was KD Russ. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a game winner against the Warriors in round one. Of that the was deep. No, it was not. It was a mid range shot. He had another one on the, <laughs> he had another one on the wing though. That no. was, that was, your, that was the regular season. It was no, double OT I regular. promise you it was in the playoffs. You going to talk. <laughs> on, I Doug. promise it a, you. It was a double. You're talking about the one where he nailed it with Draymond and Clay in his face. Yeah. That's yeah. all, that was regular season. It was a no. double OT. Reg, it was a double over. You want to put money on it right now? I do. I do. I'll, I'll put. I'll put five thousand. No money. <laughs> but just keep OT, going. Keep going. Keep it was going. A double but, OT regular season game. I think it ended one thirty five, one thirty two. I trust I'm me. Fine. So, um, game winner against the Warriors in round one of I think the twenty sixteen playoffs as an eight seed that they got bounced in five in. So it's like okay, his best moment of the playoffs. I think personally is game, I want to say four. It was either game four or five against the Warriors in the 2018 series where he mashed on Draymond, and he got the and one. And it was that like... Was, that was Oracle, right? It, well, yeah, it was in the yeah, second quarter. He, really, he was really good there. He was really good that game. I remember, yeah. So, but here's the thing. All of his moments come with like that, the, the end, like the, the end, of, you know, the conclusion was <laughs> shitty, right? Like, so they're all just kind of like hampered. Now, did he have other moments? Yeah, like Zach said, against the Warriors um, in, in 2019, the series they lost, he, he went crazy. 35 in the first game, uh, 41 in game three, 38 and 10 in game four, 31 in game five, 35 in game six. But they lost those games, and most of those games, you know, he shot, what, uh, 47, 44, 45. You know, it was like 14 of 32, 13 of 29, 11 of 25. So it's like, you know. I don't mind that. I don't mind that because he didn't disappear. Like I said, efficiency in the playoffs is overrated to me. I, me and Zach are on the same page there. Another one of his moments is closing game seven against the Clippers when they made the comeback, right? So to, to Jason's point, one of the moments on the negative side is the Rockets making the game six comeback with Harden on the bench. 
which to this day I'm totally okay with. Like <laughs> I'd like to see, I'd like I think to see they would have done it with or without him, but that's fine. No, man. When I was watching the game, I remember I was like, don't put him in. Like <laughs> what, what, I was like, whatever they've got going on. I don't know what, what got it wouldn't have been in that position without Harden though. I don't know what soul ghost or whatever got into Brewer and Josh Smith that night, but it was like bottle this up, ride with it. And I wish more, more coaches would do that in those moments. Cause like sometimes momentum matters. And like we were talking oh, yeah. about, like a defense is so discombobulated and the Clippers were, but in game seven, he came out and closed them out. I think he had like 30 and five and something like that. Um, he also in 2015, when the Rockets went to the Western conference finals in games one and two, he went crazy. Uh, and the Rockets almost beat the Warriors in both of those games. They ended up losing the series 4-1. So people like when they when they look at it in retrospect, they they clown it and write it off like oh he they only remember the turnover game that that Jason mentioned. But game one, let me see this. Game one, he had 28, 11, and nine. Game two, he had 38, 10, and nine. And they lost game one by four and game one, game two by one. So like he went crazy. And then in the one game they did win, he dropped 45. Uh, nine boards, five dimes on 13 to 22, seven. So he's like, he's had those moments. He also had a triple double against Utah in the first round in 2019, killed Utah. So he's had those moments. However, um, the biggest criticism I've had of him, this is what you see in those games where it's like the closeout game against San Antonio where they just get blown off the floor without Kawhi and Tony Parker. He has this T-Mac quality to him where T-Mac was always like nonchalant. Like he never wanted to, he wanted to let the game come to him. He always just tried to like, grab play. the ball. Yeah. yeah. He tried to play in his, let the game come to him, play in his rhythm and like, just not overdo it. And the playoffs are the type of game where you have to like killer instinct, like, yo, get out of my way. I'm like, I'm making this happen. Cause I'm good enough to make this happen. And he never did that. So he'd always just kind of like dribble, take the step back. And it's like, yo, we're down 10 in game seven or game six. We're about to lose dribble step back. It's like, dog, please. Hey, anything Le- else? Anything LeBron, else. Jordan, other stars have passed up the game-winning shot too. I mean, let's, let's <laughs> you know, be honest. Game seven, when they go over twenty-seven, it's like there are many other factors, mainly the referees and also Mike D'Antoni. I don't even want to get into that, but it's like, bro, you're a hooper again. If anyone who hoops, you know, like if you are off, if you are over twenty-seven, force the issue, go to the basket, mix it up. You used Thank to be a you. mid-range killer. Go back to it. The you mid-range is what really pissed me off. He refused. In the games in 2015, in the conference finals where I was talking about, he had those awesome games against the Warriors, but they lost in five. He go back and go go to YouTube and go watch like the condensed game highlights just to keep it easy. He was cooking for mid range. I mean, unstoppable for mid range. And all of a sudden, he just went away from it. Now, with all that said, um, last night was a vintage Harden performance. But it's funny because like it was vintage, and it still wasn't that crazy. He had 31 points on 8 of 18. It was a low-scoring game. He had 16 points in the fourth. Yeah, like the fourth quarter, he closed. That was a big thing. He closed. Right. He closed. He closed. He closed. And that was the big thing. But the crazy but like thing is he's been fabulous in the first quarter and the first half for like 12 games straight. He just – what people aren't talking about enough, and I think it's more due to the fact like, sure, it could be a little bit of the hamstring, hasn't had time to recover there. could be um, his body. But, like, I think – historical usage that no very few people have ever reached the usage levels that Harden has had the the loads that he's taken on pause um but <laughs> the dude had a stretch where he did more than just about anybody in this game's ever done like physically on the basketball and had, court and he had great players telling him you are not going to win oh, yeah. that Correct. way yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, look. But he didn't have the talent to. He had to he be wanted that to guy. Play, he wanted to play. You can say he wanted to play that way. Whatever. Yes, he, he was enabled. He wanted to play that way. Because I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Yes. Chris Paul. I'm not a Chris Paul fan, but the minute Chris Paul raised questions about the offense, he was gone for Westbrook. And I can confirm for you. <laughs> I can confirm for you. I mean, with information that like it was that it was hard. I could have bet before this show that we were going to go down this hole. I <laughs> Yeah, I know. Fucking hammered the that's, over. That's like the negative of me. You gotta, you gotta keep me away from that topic because it, it like burns me to my I'm soul. Just saying, he, wanted, he wanted to play that way. That was that was the thing for me. You can say he that, did. but he knowing that that was not going to be super successful at the end. He wanted to play that way. I also think they just got too ingrained in Mike D'Antoni's system, and that's well, they did. he loved D'Antoni. D'Antoni enabled him. It, it was just, but but let's. We'll, we'll stick to playoffs. So, like, I'll say this. Dude, let's stick to playoffs. How about Tyrese Maxey? Holy shit, that kid. Love, him. Love him. They look like geniuses for insisting to keep him out of the deal. Yes. And and that was, for the oh, record. They would have put him in that deal? The dude's for almost anyone, better than Kyrie. I just, for anyone who got this twisted, when the trade, when the Harden to the Nets trade happened from Houston to Brooklyn, Philly wouldn't include Maxey in that deal either. So the Rockets were like, yo, Philly's only giving us, I think it was two picks with protection on them and the Nets gave them unprotected picks and they're not getting maxi. Right. So like, that's why they said, no, no, thanks. Ben Simmons, Philly. We'll take, <laughs> we'll take the, uh, you know, all the picks and we'll flip all our depot and do all, all the stuff they did. So the big thing though with Harden is um, he's a scorer, man. He's been known for scoring the basketball and now he's playing like point guard, but they need him to score because Tyrese maxi has been great, but no one can score like Harden and Embiid when they're at their primes, right. When they're at their peaks. So, Without him being like that dominant Only if scorer, it beats down. I don't think they need Harden to do that. Yeah, but he went down for two games, and what did he do? Right. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that's to Zach's point, though. If, if, if Embiid's right, I think Harden's very comfortable playing how he is and picking his yeah. spots and facilitating. Even if Max is going to steal a little bit of thunder and have a couple big games, I think Harden would embrace that at this point in his and career. Harden's shooting so much better when Embiid's on the court. Like, yeah, the attention. It's the attention. It's the attention. Right. He averaged 18 a game with Embiid out, though. He shot. Yeah. He averaged 14 shots per game. 14. Well, he can't. He can't. He can't create. Dude, that wall was fucking huge. Well, that that's wall was saying, bigger though. than Trump's, man. <laughs> it goes back to the forcing the issue comment, right? He needs like he needed to force the issue in those in those scenarios, and he didn't. And they got their asses beat, you know. So <laughs> with with Embiid back, I think honestly, I think Embiid. Being healthy, I think Philly wins in uh, six or seven. Personally, so what about you? I said Miami is six. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride my original pick. Okay, okay. Philly, Philly is, I hate so my, 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 my thing, but real quick, my thing with that is Miami shot quality is good. They're just throwing up a bunch of bricks. The shot quality is still great. So that thing, if they just like normalize a little bit, series changes. But uh, if the way Embiid's playing, I'm not mad at anybody who's picking Philly at this point. Zach. Yeah, I got uh, Philly in seven, and I hate keep saying seven. That's like the third series I've said seven now. But <laughs> well, well, they're all two-two. They are, and I just think that the way things are looking, that's I, I want to see a historical three game seven going forward here. Um, I Jimmy Butler, man, I think he's going to keep trying to do what he's doing, and he's not getting the others involved like he needs to. I, I think they've gone away from. Um, team ball, and it's more so Jimmy Ball now. I just I can't believe in it that much. So um, and and B like I, from the beginning, I had Philly in six. I mean, Embiid's unreal, and just Jim, what he's Jim, doing Jim, on defense. Yeah, Jimmy's weird. I think he's the best 
tier two tier two star in the NBA. And I think that that's, that's the tough part about him. He's not quite a tier one guy. You mean it's not he's Bam? The best, he's the best. <laughs> I think Jimmy's the best tier two guy in the league. Well, right, so here's the one. thing about Miami is they have they have a really good team across the board, but it's mm-hmm. tier two. Their best players are tier two guys, right? Yeah. They don't have like that in the NBA. Star driven, yeah, yeah. Are, is it? Are they deep, bro? They're they're playing eight guys. <laughs> that's they, they're cho- that's they, a choice. That's a they got they got to play Duncan, man. They got to play Duncan. Markeith Markeith is healing too, so beware. Yeah, okay. Did not look good. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Morris stand, so they're they're eight deep, and they're really only seven deep because the eighth man last night was Gabe Vincent, who played ten minutes a game. <laughs> I do got to ask you, Jason, uh, Tyrese Maxey or Jordan Poole going forward. That is tough. I think two similar guys. Um, I, I'm going to go with with Pool. Mm, I'm on the other close, side, though. so it'll be fun. I think it's going to. I think it's going to be close though. But I love Pool. I just think. Uh, like I think this might be overdoing it because uh, I saw on the the Simmons and Simmons and uh, whatever Ryan Russo, whatever yep. his name is, they Russo. put top their top guards, and they had like they had Maxi and. Pull over the mellow. I was like, this is ridiculous. Wild, like, yeah. It is ridiculous. When I was told, I was like, you got to understand this. It's a lot more on certain guys' plates than, which is why I think it would have been absolutely petrifying for the league if the Warriors had drafted Lamelo. Oh man, because <laughs> like, they would uh, have pulled too. The Rockets fan in me, the Rockets fan in me, is really happy they didn't. The basketball fan in me, is yeah, it's like, dude, you could put a, a passer at that caliber with. Oof. With that ball, oh, it play. gives me chills, man. There's like, very- I'm like, you gotta understand, like, if you if you do a deep dive into Lamelo's playmaking numbers, like, it's 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 literally absurd. He's like cream of the crop. He's just like he has a center who can't roll, can't catch, so- and, he's still a, and he's still a kid. Yeah, and they just, I'm gonna yeah, go Maxi because um, I think Maxi's like I think Poole's a, a more electric scorer, but I think Maxi is a good enough scorer and can still do more on the ball creating. So yeah, that's I'll fair. go Maxi. Also, shout out to. Um, an unsung hero, Tobias Harris. Playing Tobias way Harris. better. But it's weird. He's always played better under Doc. Under what? Under Doc Rivers. He's been very, like, when he's oh, playing yeah, for That's Doc a good point. He was in, 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 uh, with the Clippers. I forgot yeah. about that. I mean, him and Daniel Gallinari 70. were the best players on a... <laughs> he's putting up 17.7 a game, eight boards, and 3.4 dimes with a steal and just under one block per game on 52% from the field and 37.5% from yeah, three. See, that's, that's, that's 20. That's, that's, that's almost earned his contract. Right? In the, in the, those <laughs> are, Easy there. I those know. Are, <laughs> overpaid guy in the league. Those are averages of 10 games in the playoffs. Here's the funny thing, though. Back to the thing about, like, Harden not stepping it up with Embiid out. In those two games with Embiid out, Tobias Harris had 27 and 21 points. Oh. Like, outscored Harden in both games, right? Like, that's... Harden was the point guard. He's playing the point guard role. Getting paid paid 40-something million. So, um, I would say, yeah, Philly in six or seven. It's hard to predict if it's going to be six or seven. Oh, yeah, but this, this is my last comment. Miami is one of those teams that's good across the board, but their best players are tier two stars, right? So, when you're in a playoff series where talent reigns supreme, those types of teams, even though they're better, they're like a souped up version of those types of teams. Those types of teams always flame out like the 2015 Hawks, uh, the DeMar DeRozan Raptors that one year where they, I think they were like the one or the two seed. Um, it just doesn't, for whatever reason, it's like some of the parts don't add up to being more than. Yeah. Just, you know, playoff games become rock fights, you know, yeah. by the four, by the fifth or sixth game, they know all your sets, all your calls. 
It often it boils down to who can who has a guy that can make plays. Yep. You know, I we had a uh, coach David Thorpe on this show like a year, year and a half ago, and he said something that really stuck with me. Um, you can you can do all the numbers, you can do all the advanced stats, whatever you want. At the end of the day, what separates a lot of teams is guys that can make tough shots that are not their their desired go-to shots with the shot clock winding down, because oftentimes that creates the separation in a series, right? Like in a game five, game six. So and Miami doesn't have they got Jimmy Butler, and that's it. Um uh, whereas, don't underscore uh, Tyler Hero. Come on now. Is Tyler Hero proven that guy? He can, but he's like if you're picking Bubble list, Tyler Hero has proven. If, you, if you're picking a list of players to be like your go-to tough shot maker, how high on that list is t- Tyler Hero? Fifty-seven. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, can I'm taking can, can a little higher it? than fifty-seven, but it's close. <laughs> <laughs> can he do it? Yes. Is he elite at it? He's fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Right. It's like two or three guys per team. He's fifty-seven. That's that's. There you go. I can... So, um, all right, last series, which is going on as we record this. So by the yeah, time watch it, man. Grizz, Grizzlies are, man, the Warriors tied it up, but the Grizzlies uh, got back up, up ahead by six. You want to Look, talk about butt stains? This would be a butt stain. What, to uh, lose to these guys without John Morant? Well, I'll, I'll say this. I, I, the big thing about the Grizzlies, without Ja, you can't, I love Ja, but the advanced, the, the eye test numbers don't lie. They are a tremendously better much better defensive team with what he yeah. doesn't play and that, and that, that's just you know you can't lie to yourself oh, the wolves, wolves attacked him they yeah, were at him like, even as a fan you can't like they, they're like when he doesn't play they're a top three defensive team like that's like it's like that's how how drastic it is and you know warriors got 60 points to three quarters like you know and i think john is not going to be chasing stephan clay through a hundred screen like that's you know <laughs> those other guys will though and you can see it step six for 18 Play five for seventeen, uh, pull three of nine. It's like they they're playing. They're you know they're not going to score as much. The, and Taylor Jenkins right. I'm going to play my better defenders, and we're going to make it a rock fight and, and see what happens. And you know, I am on the Stephen Adams is unplayable in the playoff series uh, train. But you know, he shut me up today. He's a I team mean, leading plus twelve right now. Yeah, it's, and I just think um, you know, my thing with the with the Warriors is. You, you take Draymond's playmaking away, they become mortal. And I think he what, he's at what, three three assists now. I, I, you make him, you make him because that makes him a zero on offense. Because if he's not playing, he's not going to score anyway, right? You take away his playmaking, he's he's a zero on offense, right? And I think that that think levels the that, playing field a bit. I think when that happens, I think they're putting the ball in Jordan Poole's hands too much, and the others are getting frustrated because he's not the playmaker that the others are. And I don't know. What do you what do you think about that? I think but they but, but they need that. They need it. The, the Warriors need a, another on ball creator besides Steph. Especially with nights like this where Steph isn't going like they need Poole to do what he, he does. So like I think what you're talking about more so is more so about balance. You know, finding right. finding the I think last game was a, a healthy balance of letting guys get their game off and running the all lives matter offense. You know what I mean? I think they found the <laughs> the, the balance last game. Like I said, like I, I, I love Jabba Red. He's in my top, you know, top five favorite players in the NBA. But it's just the facts. The Grizzlies are a much better defensive team when he doesn't play. So I would like to, before I expand on what you guys just talked about, I would like to take this time to respectfully uh, shit on Andrew Wiggins being an all-star this year. Um, he beat this. my guy out. He beat my guy out. I'm, I'm here for this. He beat my guy out. <laughs> Ingram? <laughs> yeah. Bro, the fact that he was a starter is just unreal. Well, it, was, it was either going to be Ingram or Edwards, in my opinion. It's going to be Ingram or Edwards, in my opinion. Agreed. 
So 15 and seven, he's averaging 15 and seven in the playoffs on really good percentages, over 50% from the field, uh, almost 41% from three, you know, but man, this guy was an all-star and like, that's what happens when you got like 20,000 countries pulling for you. <laughs> K-pop, yeah. Once the K-pop stands got a hold of that tweet, man, it was a wrap. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I'll, I'll say like, so I'm with you on the Wiggins thing. What I will say is before the Grizzlies started playing Adams, I thought Grizzly uh, Wiggins was making a small ball go. He was rebounding out of his mind the first the first uh, three games of this series. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. This is not Andrew Wiggins like slander yeah. generally. It's he's not all star. He's not all star starter though. Exactly. It's not my problem anymore. It's a slander. <laughs> the best the best version of him is what he's given the Warriors. It's like an elevated role player that can occasionally pop off, right? Um, but all star starter like you're seeing in a series right now in a game like this where they could really use him stepping up. Like he's having a good game, but. It's just like 14 and six, you know, not, yeah. not an all-star. So, um, but look, NBA Twitter would probably flame me for this, but these are my favorite types of games. Low scoring, defense, yeah. shots aren't coming easy. Uh, guys it's, aren't going yeah. to. So, so I, I think about, I think about, you know, people are upset. The highest rated games are late, like the mid to late nineties. If you look at it, like the Michael Jordan, like those are still the highest rated games. And people don't, they don't want to see like no defense at all, but they want to see stars go through things. They want yeah. to see them go through, you know, turmoil and adversity. And like, that's, those are the best, those are the best stories. You know what I mean? So making it so, you know, 100, 130 point games are the norm and guys are shooting free throws. It's not, it's not as exciting. It cheapens it when you cheapen yeah. the yeah. production of points. Like I can watch someone go off for 40. Yeah. They want to see, you know, a battle. Yeah. yeah. Like when I, when someone's going off for 40 and it's just like ticky tack free throw, ticky tack. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You're just like, all right, whatever. But when they're battling, like these are the games you remember. And, and to the antithesis of what we talked about earlier, Grizzlies have shot seven free throws. Warriors have shot five free throws. And this is the fourth quarter. The third quarter just ended. They've shot 12 combined free throws. And like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, like I'm enthralled. Like I'm, yeah. I'm I got the screen, like my, my screen right here. I'm, I'm not so what you're saying that. is you just like a brick fest. No, no we like, know, I like good defense yeah. because yeah, that's more basketball. When you can, when you can make the, the right. best of the best struggle, that's, I mean, you're doing something right. Smart basketball. Also, um, it's, it's a that, balance. It's a balance. Zach. It's a balance. Zach. Yeah. Right. I, this, right. this just isn't a balance. I mean, five twenty nine from three. No, they'll, they'll probably end up like, you know, somewhere like under a hundred to like low nineties, you know, like that's a solid basketball game, like a one Oh three ninety four slug fest. Like I'm cool with that, but, um, process baby, you're too focused on the end result. <laughs> but dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, because this is, this is when you see what teams are made of. And now when one of these teams breaks through in the fourth quarter and like goes on that run, it means a lot because it used to be when that happened, you're like, Oh man, game's over. Like that was it. Right. And now these, they come back so fast and it's such a like seesaw and fouls. And you know, it's like, I, I just like when it's a slug fest and then someone breaks through and it's, it's like, it's like a boxing match, right? Like they're, they're going at it. And then someone gets rattled with that, like, you know, right hook. And you're like, yo, he's on his heels right now. If, if he, you know, if he doesn't regroup and get out of this then he's done. Then Tony Ferguson gets kicked in the chin, and oh, that was amazing! This past week. look up that got his face just rocked. But but yeah, so we'll see what happens. So it's two one right now. I guess let's talk about this game. I mean, sixty nine, sixty two. What do you, Maples? What do you, how do you think it's going to end? You think Memphis closes this out? Yeah, it's one of those things where you know Warriors definitely have the stars. It's a matter of the they got to get some timely shot making from somebody. Uh, you know, Bain it, it's been okay. It looks like. Um, Tyus Jones is like he's been the the best the best shot creating guy as far as you know got twelve and four they got to get some just timely shooting they're up nine now they just scored again they're up nine with eleven minutes left it's just 
can you withstand a curry flurry? You know, if he gets hot, you know, Clay's always good to go five for 18 and make, you know, he'll make his last four all of a sudden, you know, to, to salvage the game. But we'll see. I think, like I said, the best thing is, I said before the series, the Grizzlies do a better job as any of any team our, uh, in recent memory of taking Draymond's playmaking away and making him a, a net zero on offense. I think when you make Draymond a plus on offense, the Warriors are, are pretty much unbeatable, which means he's passing and, you know, and setting guys up for open looks. But if you can take his playmaking away, he's, he's just not much on offense at this point in his career. I remember it's weird because he averaged at have a couple of, uh, years. We averaged like 14 and 12 and 11 points a game. He had to be respected, but now but he you just can come up their all lives matter offense when you stop him, right? Yeah, exactly, like he's, exactly. He's the central cog that yeah. like keeps it all like moving because he's so he's so goddamn smart. He knows where the ball's yeah. supposed to go. So um, I had this theory. I was arguing with somebody over the weekend that Dylan Brooks being out made Memphis better. And maybe I'm wrong about that, but my whole thing was, look, he's so erratic and he takes shots away from the guys who should actually be taking the shots that he can very quickly shoot you yeah. out of a basketball game. From a so shot think, perspective, yeah. but his energy and defense yeah, yeah. is so super here, underrated. Here, here's well, my let, me finish, let me finish real quick. Go, 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 go ahead. So they got blown out in the game, in the game that he sat. Uh, they also won the Memphis, the Grizzlies won the game that he got ejected from. But right now they're up 10 and he's two of 13. So it's almost like, that's Those what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> See? You know, so, so I, I think I think Grizzlies fan, a guy who covers the Grizzlies. Shout out my boy Saint Asylum on Twitter. Um, one of my dope follow, one of my dopest follows, Grizzlies fan. He was like, the Grizzlies will go to another level when he realizes he's Bruce Bowen and not Manu Ginobili. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he thinks, I like that. He says that thinks they'll ascend to another level once he gets that through his head. Like maybe I don't need to be taking 15 shots a game, maybe it's six or seven, but I'll yeah. still be that lockdown defender. And I think that, you know, I think I, I kind of agree with that. He's just yeah. way too, like this series, man, three for 13, 0 for three. And then this one, he's two for 13. Like that, that, that is some, some, some putrid offensive production. And, but the, his defense is, it's, it's, it's amazing. So well, it's addition, it's addition by subtraction with respect to like shooting. Yeah. <laughs> like he helps his team by not shooting. And then, um, and then he just like so much of basketball is understanding your role, you know, like, so many guys, like I was playing today and it was just five dudes trying to like play five out. And I was the only one like cutting baseline, <laughs> setting the pick, like saying like, yo, go here, getting the ball in the middle and like waving somebody like, yo, cut middle. And guys are just so used to standing. Like it's, it, we've gotten into this era of like, yo, you know, tween, tween, hezzy step back. But sometimes you just got to play your role, you know? And if Dylan Brooks would play that role and be like the ball mover. Or like, he never will. That's not <laughs> Instead of like the on ball, you know, everyone's obsessed with being the on ball creator, but like, man, you can really make a team better if you just kind of step less up. is more, baby. Less is more. Yes. Yes. So, um, well, we'll see how this ends, man. Let, let's just get some predictions. Zach, do you think Memphis closes this out? And yeah. Two-two? Yep. Yep. And, uh, if they can win this game, man, yeah. I, I'm, my mind's just going to explode. So, I still got to go Warriors and I'm going to say seven again, but like, I just, I'm, I'm going to be a bit of my conviction. Yeah. I'm going to be a of my conviction. I said Memphis and seven before the series. I'm going to stick with that. Memphis and seven. Wow. Uh, I thought at Why some point, were you on them? No. So here's the thing. I thought, so watching the previous games, they gave the, they give the Warriors a tough time regardless. Right. They're, so that's always been their thing. I thought they would dominate the glass, but I did think, I didn't think, this playoff run would be Jordan's pool ascension into stardom. Like he's been a complete X factor. Me, like him just dropping thirty bombs, like it's like it's nothing. Like he's a superstar. Like he's giving superstar production. He's gonna get. I thought like 
man, 20, 25 M's, like that price is going up. Like guys who can score like that efficiently, like is he due for a payday? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's uh he's extension eligible this <clears throat> this uh coming off season. Won't kick in until the season after next. I just don't know how there's there's gonna be room for him to reach his full ceiling with Steph Clay. Make fun of me for what you, I say. Oh, Andrew, the, Andrew the, Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga. The James. the 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 word on the under the under under is that number eleven is more than likely to admit it. I'd love think, to see it, but I'd try at the same what? time. If it ha- if it happens, like if it comes to that, Clay will be moved to the bench or or traded. Here come the Warriors. Here we go. Six point game. Here we go. Yeah, um, so I was I was going to say this. Um, I'm picking Golden State to come back here, and I'm ooh. picking them to, to win the series in six. I think they come back here. Memphis wins next game. Golden State closes it out at home. If they win tonight, um, they're yeah. They're, yeah, this is demoralizing. If they were they were up by eleven, that that is demoralizing. If they lose tonight, exactly. They don't and, and they don't lose these types of games. They, yeah. they if you let them linger, they will come back. You got to you got to cut the head off that snake, otherwise it's going to bite you. I mean, they were um, up eleven. Is just you got to keep. You know, hey, they're, hey, the Grizzlies are eleven and two on Monday. I just read that stat. <laughs> <laughs> three and zero, three and zero in the playoffs in the city edition jerseys, and nineteen and five this year when Tyus Jones start. All it takes is two threes, which they hit to cut it. Uh, I guess there's a free throw, 79-72 Memphis now. But, yeah, I think Golden State comes back and wins it, and they close the series out. I also forgot to ask this, talking about Dallas and Phoenix. What do we think Jalen Brunson is going to get paid? No more. I can't go over 25. I can't. I got to go. Yep, somewhere between 20. Maybe, maybe, you know, he says this team's offering me. Maybe get negotiated up to 25 based on, you know, other offers. But yeah, man, it's just the guys who perform in the playoffs, they get money. It's like that's the historical precedent. You perform with the chips down, somebody's going to pay you because that's what they want. I will so, never forget Jerome James. Yeah, <laughs> that's a name. See? I think it was like 06. I think it was 07, maybe. I think it was 07. I can't remember. Spurs played the Sonics in the second round. Sonics gave him a series, and I think the Spurs won. By the way, the Sonics, if that's, you heard that right. If you're listening, if the, if the youngins are listening, the Seattle Supersonics, they were a thing. Uh, Memphis back up eight, um, but he he had a, a decent series against like I guess guarding like Tim Duncan or something I, I forget, and he got like the MLE, the full MLE from the Knicks, <laughs> and, and never did anything else again. I'll never forget that. But he we ain't talking the MLE here in the playoffs. I mean, dude, for Jerome James, Jerome James was nobody. No, I know Jalen right. Brunson though. But um, yeah, right. No, I'm just saying to the point <laughs> of playoffs getting guys paid. Like I'll right. never, that's one thing that always sticks with me. So. Well, all right, man. Um, so Any, anything more than 23 is an overpay. Anything less is. 20 money. to 23. I think maybe, you know, I don't know, if, you know, Dallas, like, you know, we love it here. You Maybe they throw them like 19. And, the, you know, the taxes are, aren't the taxes low in uh, Dallas? No state taxes? Oh, yeah. yeah see, like, no, no that's why everybody from California yeah. is moving to Austin, Texas now. I know, that's right? I see that. Move. That's They need to do more so I can just get out this Bay Area traffic, man. We need to send that's more y'all. I need to. Move back home as well, man, because <laughs> I look at that check and I'm just like, yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> so anyways, we ran through it, man. Um, is there anything that you guys wanted to mention or that we didn't touch on, Zach, Jason? Zach, you my guy. You better start showing Brandon Ingram some more love, man. You got love Brandon Ingram, Zach? No, no, he just, he just. Zach it's, doesn't it's, talk bad about any player. I know he doesn't, but I'm talking about the way, just, it's just, it's just very, 
he he's missing from a lot of Zach's conversation. I'll say that. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> that means you're paying attention a little bit. Yeah, I pay attention. I just saw like, I, do appreciate I, I, I like 14 better than this guy. I like 14 better than that guy. Zach is a classic. Him. He's a classic hedger. He'll be like, oh, yeah, okay. no, he's great. Who's the best player you're taking Ingram over? The best player I'm taking Ingram over? Because I'm still taking Jalen Brown. Absolutely not. Just off a of play, Ingram became probably the, as far as wing playmaking, there aren't three wings better than him playmaking in the NBA. That's tough. Actually. So there aren't three. He there does, aren't every, three he does everything better than Jalen Brown besides defense. I mean, that's so. I'm going to be wrong. Jalen is a Jalen's a space cadet off the ball defensively. Right. No, I'm going to be wrong in this one, <laughs> but I just I'm a Jalen guy. Okay. Uh, but look, look, he just set you up right there. I'm going to be wrong <laughs> on this one, but here's my opinion, and it's not what yours is. Jalen's my guy. I'm I, so Jalen. I, I'm I will always love Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's the first NBA player who let me be a part of his workout. Oh, that's like, a good. He, opened, he opened a door for me. So that's the like always love Jalen Brown. I, you know I. Always loved it, I got. But hey, Kawhi was a late bloomer for playmaking. I mean, <laughs> don't rule it out. All right, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. Um, any, any last thoughts? Anything we didn't cover? Nah, man, I, once again, man, this has been a long time coming. I appreciate you guys having me on, man. Real talk. This is this is love. glad we made it work, man. Really appreciate. We were you. trying to do it for a minute, but uh, this this dude down here had twins, and I've been super. Oh, busy, blaming so. me. He's blaming <laughs> me. I'm the one that. You and your damn kids. Uh, Maples, do you have uh, anything you want to plug? No, nah, man. Make sure you guys, you know, follow, subscribe to Timberland Hoop Podcast on any platform you get your podcast. That's it. I'm going to take too much of your time. Uh, appreciate you guys for having me once again, man. Send your kids to go play for Jason, man. Let's go <laughs> learn something. Guys, guys got to have a Let's play some one on one, man. I might, I might <laughs> have enough to give you a run. Maybe not, though. I'm going to hit you up, though. I'm going to hit you up. We, we play a tournament down there in July. I'm see how far you are from our tournament. You got to come check, check my boys out. Where's it at? Um, Garden Grove. How far are you from there? I'm in LA. I don't know. You know how far it is from LA, roughly? It's like 25 minutes from LAX. So I don't know how far. That should be cool. Yeah, let me know. I'll come down. I'd love to see that. For sure, bro. Cool, man. Wait. Well, Jason, take care, man. Glad we did it. Thank you, sir. And we'll talk soon, man. Thanks, uh, Thanks for everyone listening. Subscribe, rate, all that good stuff. And we'll be back soon. Absolutely.